Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with today. We'd like to start a new series today looking at the attributes of God. It's a really important thing. We talked last week about delighting in God, which is we were created for this. We were created to know God, to love God, to receive His love, to love Him in return. And to know that, to, to do that, we want to love the true God. There's something deep within humanity that wants to make idols. We all believe in a superpower. We all believe in a higher power. But we want to define him for ourselves. And this is, the goal, this is what religion does around the world. It defines who God is for ourselves instead of humbly embracing who he says he is. And this is so very, very important because as we'll see here in just a moment, you don't want to approach a false God. You don't want to approach a God in your own way like we do so often in our day. We talk about, well, I have my own personal God. People say, I approach God in my own personal way. And this is often nothing but idolatry. And so we want to get to know the true God for who he really is and worship God, as it says in John 4, in spirit and in truth. We've got to know who God is if we're going to worship him genuinely. So welcome to all who are with me today. If this is your first time, I hope you will join us regularly because we come here every single morning, 8.30 a.m. live, or you can listen later in the day or, or listen to this, uh, watch later in the day or listen to this podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. I hope you'll join us regularly so we get into the Word of God, and particularly this week and the next couple weeks as we talk about who really is God. Now, this first quality that we want to talk about is the holiness of God. Holiness simply means to be set apart, to be different. Now, you can be set apart in a bad way, but usually when we talk about holiness, it's set apart in a good way. It's talking about the perfections of God, that God is unique in his, in his sinlessness. He's unique in his perfection. And as we see the different attributes of God, we'll understand Every single aspect of who God is, is perfect. We are made in the image of God, and we reflect many of the attributes of God, but not in the perfection of God. And yet as we worship God, and this is one thing we'll be seeing in the next couple of weeks, as we worship God, we draw near to God. We become like God. This is the exciting thing about worship. It's designed to make you like God. In fact, in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, as we're talking today about the holiness, God says, you shall be holy, for I am holy. What an interesting concept, a reminder that we are to become like God. He's holy, you and I are to be holy. We're to be set apart in the perfections of our character as we're transformed into the very image of Jesus Christ. Now, when we talk about holiness, the, the classic examples are two, two scriptures I want to look at today, but the classic examples found in Isaiah chapter 6. Let's read from here, beginning with verse 1. In the year of King Uzziah's death, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. What a sight. He saw the Lord, this majestic scene, and these angels surrounding him. 
covering their face so that their glory would not be seen, covering their feet, maybe where they served. Feet speak of service, covering that. And with two they flew, and they called out to one another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. That was what they saw in God. That's what they cried out. We see the same thing in the book of Revelation when in the visions that John had of, of heaven. The angels were crying out, holy, 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 the holiness of God. How often do you think about this? How often do you think about God being holy? On campus, I would say 99% of people I talk to will tell me that God is love. And that's the primary thing. And God certainly is love. I can rarely remember ever a time where people told me God is holy. When I ask him, what do you think of when you think of God? God is love. God is powerful. God is this. God is that. I don't know if I've ever heard someone say God is holy. And yet those who saw him, this was the first thing they did. They'd fall down. They'd worship him as being holy. When this happened and the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of the one who called out while the temple was filling with smoke. You can imagine the, the sheer terror of this event. And indeed, that's what Isaiah did when he saw this. He fell down. He cried out, woe is me. I am ruined because I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. What an interesting thing. Isaiah was a prophet. As a prophet, he kind of, you know, his lips were a key part of what he did. Shall we say he made his living by his speech, his, his ministry, his service was what he said, his words. He was a prophet. He was a speaker. And yet he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. The very way in which he would serve God, the very if he had anything to say that he was worthy or 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 that that he deserved to be considered honorable before others, it was his act of service would be his lips. And yet he said, when he'd seen the Lord, and he saw the Lord's holiness and the Lord's perfections, and he saw what God was really like, he felt as a dead man, woe is me. The thing I thought was my my best thing I had to offer is unclean, and I live amongst the people of unclean lips. This is what happens when we see the holiness of God. You see, when we compare ourselves with one another, some of us can come out looking pretty good. And usually when we compare ourselves with one another, we like to compare ourselves with someone less than us. I know I used to, I honestly believed if people would have asked me or if I thought I would go to heaven, why? Because I said, I'm no Hitler. As if, who was I comparing myself to? Adolf Hitler. Of course, I came out looking pretty good. But we shouldn't be comparing ourselves with one another, nor should we be comparing ourselves with the worst people in humanity, but rather what we should realize is the standard will be God himself. See, we will all have this experience of Isaiah. We'll stand before God on Judgment Day. And when we see him, we won't be standing there saying, hey, look at how good I was. Look at the money I contributed. Look at the good deeds I did. Look how often I showed up at church. We'll even say, woe is me, for I am a man who's unclean. 
And so Isaiah humbled himself and he saw the holiness of God. And we ought to as well. When we compare ourselves to God, we all, we realize we have all sinned and we fall short of the glory of God. You were created to express and know his glory and we fall short. But the good news is when you humble yourself like that now, while you still have a chance, don't wait till judgment day. When you humble ourselves like that now, we then one of the seraphim flew to me and a, with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongues, he touched my mouth and said, behold, this has, behold, excuse me here. This has touched your lips and your iniquity is taken away and your sin is forgiven. Wow, forgiveness comes from a holy God. Not a God who just lowers his standards, but by a God who cleanses us, a God who maintains the high standards, and then he cleanses us, he forgives our sins, he begins to make us holy. What an awesome thing. From this, of course, Isaiah was responding, God said, who shall I go? Who will go for me? And Isaiah's response was, here am I, send me, and God sent him. My friends, God has mission and purpose for each of us. I hope you discover and know your purpose in life, but it starts and it must start first by humbly receiving the forgiveness of God, acknowledging his holiness, your sinfulness, your lostness, and that he will he is the one who can bring you forgiveness. This leads to another section I want to share quickly. I don't have a lot of time, but I want to show it to you. This comes from Leviticus chapter 10. And again, I mentioned many people want to say, I can approach God however I want. I have my own ideas of God. I kind of worship the man upstairs, or me and the man upstairs, we're cool. I hear this all the time. But notice what God says in Leviticus chapter 10. Two sons of Aaron the priest. Now, Nadab and Abihu, sons of Aaron, took their respective fire pans and after putting fire in them, placed incense on it and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. You see, God had told us how to, God tells us how to approach him. God tells us how to come to him through Jesus Christ. He doesn't say, make up your own way, come in your own way, come in your own strength, come in your own good works. He says, come to me through Jesus Christ. Back here, God had commanded them how to come to him. And Abihu and Nahu, uh, Nadab and Abihu made up their own, we'll do it our way. We'll come to God the way we want to. And what happened? And fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. Wow. Wow, they were worshiping God. But they were doing it in their own way instead of the way God had prescribed. And fire came out and consumed them. Then Moses said to Aaron, It is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near to me, I will be treated as holy. And before all the peoples, I will be honored. So Aaron, therefore, kept silent. He probably could have complained, What happened to my sons? They're doing this service, and look, they died. And, Aaron, and, and Moses said, no, they did not treat God as holy. They offered strange fire. They came, they, their worship was the way they designed it to be, the way they wanted it to be, instead of discovering what God said to be. This is quite challenging for us, is it not? 
We live in a world that thinks we can make up, we can approach God however we want, do whatever we want. We, he, we can remake him into our own image. It doesn't matter how we worship. We just kind of do what's cool for us. It's all personal now, and it all starts with us. No, true worship starts with God, understanding who he is, a vision of him, treating him as holy, perfect, and we approach him as he commands. Oh, Father in heaven, we bless you today, and we thank you for these examples in Scripture and how we pray, Father, for a fresh understanding of your holiness. You are the holy God. You're perfect in all your ways. There's no flaw in you whatsoever. I think of, Lord, so many people I know who judge you, and they sit, they sit in judgment of your acts and of your character and your nature, but we don't. We say that you're perfect in all your ways. We embrace you. We worship you. We, we say, woe is me when I see the Lord. I'm ruined. And yet we thank you that you, as you sent that seraphim to cleanse the lips of, of Isaiah, you've sent Jesus to cleanse us of all of our sins. And for this, we're grateful. We receive that salvation. We receive that cleansing. We approach you with humility, with fear and trembling, with honor and respect because we come to you, the true and living God. We bless you today and give you this day. and We love you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, what, isn't the word of God awesome? We need it to redirect us and help us see things as they really are. God is the living God. and We wanna know him as the living God. We don't wanna just make up our own ideas. We wanna worship him for who he truly is. So I want to thank you for being with me today. Like I said earlier, if you're with me the first time, understand we come here every day and I hope you'll join us. Subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, like the video, share with your friends, introduce yourself in the comment section below. I'd love to know who you are. But make a commitment to join us day by day. We don't change with little flashes of bursts of energy here or there. We change by the consistent getting into the Word of God, meditating on it, praying over it, allowing it to transform our life. That's why we come here. I hope you'll join us day by day. I love you guys. So glad to have you along. So until we meet tomorrow, might you know God for who he really is. And might you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.